One woman. One man. Two two kids. kids, A dog. Over 20 years of sharing the ups and downs of life together. In a crazy town called Los Angeles. And yet we are still in love. You're listening to This Rom-Com Life. On this podcast, we discuss marriage, relationships, and everything else in between. Join us for an open, honest, and unapologetic journey. We are recording this broadcast on a Monday. Good morning. Good morning. Usually we do this over the weekend, but we were busy this weekend. Yeah. Well, you were busy this weekend. (laughs) Me, not so much. Well... Yes, I went. I out. was busy babysitting the kids. Well, I not, should never say that. You never Sorry, say that. joke. I joke. You were busy. What home were you with doing? Well, Friday night I went out with my sister and my friend Elaine, mm-hmm. and that was really nice. We went to this place called Slate Bistro in Camarillo, this fantastic restaurant. We had some really good sushi and some fun drinks. How'd you score that place? Just through my sister. She's. She's a big fan. Her and Eric, her husband, go there often. And then they were doing something on social media, you know, one of those contests, like win our free sushi plate. And I entered and then I started talking to the owners and I donated go-go squeeze to this charitable event that they were doing in Ventura County. And we just started talking. And so he invited us in and it was cool. They they gave us some drinks. It was fun. So you had a pretty good meal on Friday. Yeah, and we're going back, you and I, this yeah. Saturday. Okay, good. Because right before you left on Friday night, you're like, after you came home from shopping, you're like, oh, look here, Danny. I have two $5 pizzas here for you and the kids tonight. <laughs> Great. So you get to go have sushi, and I get $5 uh, pizza. I invited Thank you, you to come. Yeah. I that did. wasn't going to happen. I think it was a, a hollow invite. No, it was not a hollow invite. Well, the next night... I went out with my friend Mandy, and then Gina joined us. And but I invited you then too. Again, who's gonna watch these kids? Well, Elijah's old enough to watch Eden, but I think you just didn't want to come. I think you were not in the mood. Yeah, I'm kind of a homebody these days. I kind of like staying home. Okay. I did a little bit of editing, okay. but I, I was fine. You so, you girls go and do your girl talk. Well, you know that my girlfriend time having my friends is so important to me. I know it's part of what makes me happy. Just like having an amazing husband. I'm so blessed for, I'm also really blessed for having wonderful women in my lives, my sister, my mom, but also really good girlfriends. And that's part of what makes me whole is spending girl time. Yeah. And I'm happy that you go. I'm happy that you go out and um, you always bring back some good stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just good because sharing time with your girlfriends is different than sharing time with your spouse because you know you don't always talk about your kids or marriage or whatever but you just get different insight when you can have friends that you're really real with and you learn from them they learn from you it's funny it's easy and I just I like that things are opening back up here in California finally today's the first day of indoor indoor dining you know gyms are back up and running so many things and I like going out i do i, I know we, we miss that right yeah. we, we miss going to the movies concerts and eating yeah we both got our first vaccine last week which was a oh, huge yeah. relief we had a note from children's hospital because we, eden cannot be vaccinated so as her caretakers we both had that letter which didn't work for us before when we tried to go to costco in northridge but through ucla because of my cancer i was able to get an appointment 
and you came with me. I tied along, hoping. And we pleaded our case and pleaded our case, and and everybody was nice and was like, oh, I don't know, let me check. And it was like, come on, we know you have extra vaccines at the end of the day. It's almost the end of the day. And they kind of said, no, leave your name and number. We didn't get you a shot that day, but sure enough, they the called next the next day, day. And how lucky was I? Yeah. And of course, I rushed right over there. And within an hour, I was in and out. And they Man. were, again, so nice, so sweet. And more and people, more and more people we know are getting vaccinated. Thank God. We're just waiting for here in California for them to just let everybody get vaccinated. Like in some states, not have restrictions on who can and who can't because it seems to be making a really huge, important difference. And for people like us with a daughter who has this neurological disease who absolutely can't get anything because we don't know what will happen if she has some sort of relapse, we need people vaccinated. I know it's scary. I know there's people that don't know what's in the vaccine and different things, but we absolutely need this herd immunity for our child's safety. Yeah. You know, it didn't hurt that bad. It felt like somebody punched me. It felt like Bobby punched me in the arm. It hurt for about two days. The second one I've heard horror stories about. No, I've heard both. Some people get sick and some people it has no effect. Your mom didn't get sick, right? She didn't feel well. My My mom mom felt totally fine. What happened to your mom? My mom did have one day of staying in bed I think with sort of the chills and the fever and all of that, but some people do, some people don't. Eric got hammered. Oh, our brother. Eric, did, yeah. yeah, he was in bed. Yeah, felt like he had the flu. He said, but it's but important. he's fine now. Right now he's on the other the yeah. other side. Now he's fine. And we see the results, the hospitalizations going down, the number of new cases, the number of deaths, all of that. So get out there and get vaccinated. Please. I know we're not doctors, we're not scientists, but. From all that we can tell, it seems to be working. Come on, so. man. Summer's right around the corner. I want to get outside and start doing stuff with people, with friends. Yeah. Right? We need to start yeah. getting outside. It's been a crazy being sociable. year. We need positivity and good things this year. And for the most part, it seems like we're on that path to making good things happen. Yeah. So We were in Camarillo on Friday. Yes. Doing a quick shoot and yeah. shooting some B-roll for this project we're working on. And it was nice just to get out. We saw people at 2088. That was a good right? restaurant. Dining, That's a really good restaurant eating. Um, people were just out. It felt good it for felt a Friday good afternoon. To see people out. It's hard to believe it's been a whole year. Right. Who a year ago, it? this crap started up. Yeah. We also went to Costco for a couple items. A few items. Well. Always turns uh, into. Yes. But what did I teach you? That things do Go on clearance at Costco. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't, I never understood that. There was a case of beer. And I told you to get it because it was nine ninety seven for a 24-pack of Sierra C- Nevada Sierra Nevada peach. And you said, no, no, I'll come back. And I said, this is on sale. Anything that has a 0.97 cents on the end is on sale. And then if you, if it goes down even more to like the 0.00, it's like clearance. Like wow. they're trying to they're move giving it. it away. So you just need to be wary of that. So it's a really great price. I know you think I hoard, but sometimes when I see things for a good deal like that at Costco, I buy a lot of them because I know it means that they're not going to be here. They're trying to get rid of them quickly. I never knew that. You yeah. taught me something. My love of Costco and continues. We stocked up on beer. Did you try that beer? I did not. Oh, I'm saving it. it. They probably don't have it anymore because now it's been the weekend. Yeah, and, and it's probably cleared out. It's probably cleared but out. I'm glad we got there on Friday yeah. and got a, got a case. But that's the reason I sometimes stock up on things. I know that it's moving on out and it won't be there anymore. And especially when it's on that sale or clearance price. It's a good price. No, now I understand. I mean, you basically pay a 50 case of cents beer for a for Sierra Nevada. A, yeah. They would charge you $8 for 
one beer at a bar. So yeah, easily, right? exactly. Easily. That's the way you always not have 11. to think when you buy beer at a store. <laughs> not beer, I do, but, but just in general. In general. Yeah, that's true. Because you know what I did? I bought some tequila. What I bought that other. It was a big a bottle. A big bottle. But no, I looked it up. At Costco, it was fifty four ninety nine, And I looked it up just to see. I wasn't aware of the brand. And one half the size, when I was looking it up on my phone, was forty five ninety nine. So essentially, wow! I and you got more. I got double as much for almost the same price. Yes. So if you are a boozer, <laughs> get your butt to Costco and stock Not up. Not just booze, really anything. I mean, shoes, makeup, clothing, food. For the most part, Costco has amazing deals, and especially if you catch things on those sales slash clearance prices, then it's even more amazing. Good tip, Lee Moore. My Costco tip of the day. Well, what do we have to talk about today? I think we're talking more about this book. Let's dive right into it. Okay. Welcome to This Rom-Com Life. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. We've been having a great time. We started last week talking about this book by Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue called What Makes a Marriage Last? 40 Celebrated Couples Share With Us the Secrets to a Happy Life. So far, it's been a pretty good read. You know what? And you know what's excited me is that we've heard from a number of listeners that they actually went out and bought this book because of our podcast. Like who? Well, I know your mom went out. My mom did. Yeah. Which is awesome. And my friend Gabrielle, who love or hate social media, you've got to love it for some things. Gabrielle and I have been friends since middle school and then high school, but we really haven't seen each other or even kept in touch over the past. 15, 20 years very well. And then I saw her comment on something a few months back on Instagram or Facebook. And and I reached out to her because it was something that I was interested in as well. We started talking over Facebook again and Instagram. And we picked up where we left off like 20 years ago. Nice. It's so cool. We talk all the time. Uh, She lives in San Diego. Just I love that we reconnected. So even though social media, there are some really annoying and fake book, Facebook type things about it. There yeah. are awesome, amazing, also some amazing things about being able to reconnect with friends and keep in touch, even if people live really, really far away. Pros and cons to Pros everything. Pros and cons, exactly. Well, that's pretty cool. Mm. So she bought the book too. Yeah. So I I bring her up because we've been texting a lot. I know she's a big fan of the podcast, which is amazing, and we talk a lot about marriage and family and mindfulness and a lot of different topics when we touch base and she's actually recommended some things to me and us back and forth but she sent me a picture of the book and she texted Lee Moore and Dan inspired me to share a book with my hubby for the first time wow nice and they've been married I think you know almost as long as we have and how many kids do they they have have? two kids a boy and a girl and you know she said I said can I share this with you know our listeners and she said of course because Quote, marriage is so hard work and it takes so much work and it's good to know friends who are trying to fight for what matters. And I love that Pretty she wrote good. that. Right. So thank you. And I, I'm glad to know that we're actually inspiring people and touching people's lives in some way or helping people or just... Having an, a conversation. Having a conversation. And talking about a very important topic, marriage. I like how she said fighting for... What was that last bit? Fighting for what matters. Yeah. And marriage, you got to fight for it. It's work. Right. You got to put some time into it. Absolutely. What you get in, it's what you're going to get out. 
True. You can't just uh, float by and hope it's going to work out. You know, you gotta you gotta put some effort into it to make this thing work. That's true. I, a lot of these couples in this book talk about that. A lot of them actually talk about having to go to therapy either for themselves and as couples when you know situations even before a situation arises just to make sure that you're being listened to or listening to one another very interesting tell me who did you read about yeah the one i just read ron howard and his wife cheryl okay uh ron howard of course happy days opie uh on andy griffith and an incredible director now um he has been married to his high school sweetheart. They still go to couples therapy, but they also brought up of you got to put the energy into it. Not that there's anything broken if you go to couples therapy, but you're just working out some issues because with everybody in their busy lives with kids, now they have grandkids. There's a lot going on in their lives, a lot of moving pieces. They need to have like an hour to sit down in front of somebody else and just discuss things. And it doesn't matter how old you get, you still need to have someone to listen to you. And therapy is not a bad way to go. True. Uh, and, but they're the ones who also brought up, you got to put effort into this marriage. It's a lot of work, as you know. So there are some common themes that we actually found by reading all of these stories. It's not necessarily secrets and it's not one thing. But multiple things that every marriage has in common. For example, communication. They all talk about communication. And I have this quote from Neil Patrick Harris. He and David Burka have been married, I think, for 15 years. They have a set of twins through um, surrogate, of course. And Neil said, if you don't communicate you're going to build up assumptions and those can turn into resentments. And I think that's more corrosive than anything. Oh, good. So communication, however you communicate, this was actually about the common question that Marlo and Phil ask all the couples. That's very, that you've always brought up. What's that question that they ask everybody? How do you fight? Right. And that was also actually something that Gabrielle pointed out when she texted me and I said, oh, that's, that's what resonates with Dan also is how do you fight? But that was his response when Marlo asked him about how they fight communication. Nobody can read one another's mind. We brought this up last time. I think when Tracy Pollan and Michael J. Fox in their story, often you think somebody should just know if you're angry or if you're irritated or if you are irritated, what, what are you irritated about? But it doesn't work that way because nobody can read anybody's mind. No matter how close you are to somebody, whether it's your partner, a relative, a best friend, there's truthfully no truthfully, excuse me, no way somebody can read your mind. So you have to explain and talk about it and not get irritated if somebody doesn't understand, if something's bothering you, if you're upset. Sometimes yeah. you need to really just spell Be- it out. Some people have a really good way of hiding it. If they're angry at somebody or have an issue with somebody in the re- relationship, they have a good way of masking it and not always like, you know, showing like, I'm actually irritated that you're not doing A, B, and C. But people hide that. So you have got to communicate and because, say, something's bothering me. Because not if it builds up and it builds up, then it yeah. just explodes. Then it turns into resentment. Resentment. And then you build up resentment and then everything starts to fall apart. Yeah. That's a big issue. Al Roker and Deborah Roberts actually mentioned that in their story as well. 
Al Roker, weatherman, anchor, NBC, Deborah Roberts, uh, that they used to work together at NBC. She went to ABC. So they eventually got, got married after some dating, and she resented Al because Al was getting all these great jobs because, you know, he wasn't just a weatherman. He was also a reporter, went to the Olympics, traveled around the world, got great assignments. She was offered the good Good Morning America news job, and she had to turn it down because they had kids. She wow. was pregnant. So she ended up staying home, and she had resentment toward him. Oh, wow. And it built up. So in therapy, they eventually came out, but he had no idea. I mean, he could assume, of course. It was a great job for Deborah Roberts to get that, you know, to get offered that, and she paid for it. It took her a long time to get back into news and get back into working. But if you say, oh, no, it's okay, it's fine, you know, it's people not fine. can't. you got to say, you know what, I am having an issue with this, right. and I am a little agitated. It's, it's okay to say, hey, this is bothering me. I don't like what's happening right now. Right. And we I think that. I have gotten you're, better you're really good at doing over that. the years of saying, this is pissing me off. I don't like it. Yes. Let's let's fix this. Let's change this. I, I'm learning from you, actually. And then you, you say, too bad, usually. <laughs> no. Just deal with it. No, I think in our case, you actually came to our marriage as a much better communicator. And I've actually learned a lot from you in how to communicate. That's what makes you such a good manager or producer in life, in work. You're a really good communicator. You're very balanced and you're very calm and cool and collected even in the heat of the moment of the moment you don't get upset and crazy where i could like fly off the handle sometimes especially at a home situation or you know with the kids you tend to be very calm cool and collected and are able to express yourself and i appreciate that and i'm learning every day from that all right and i think that makes me now in my own work life a better manager and a better communicator yeah i think I think it's good to, I think I've always been like that, but I think it's good if you keep your head and stay calm and work through it. Because when you get angry and agitated, then you're not thinking clearly at right. all. Right. No, you're right. I absolutely agree. What else you have? I think we both read LL Cool J and Simone I. Smith. LL Cool J, of course, of the rapping fame, that's what he was first known for. Yeah. And then he's transitioned into acting, movies, acting, TV shows. TV shows. Yeah. That was interesting because... Hosted the Grammys a couple times. Yep. Pretty big. Oh, and don't you have a story about him? What's your story about LL Cool J? I do have a good story about him. That guy would do anything for... When I was working at CBS, he, um, of course, works on NCIS Los Angeles, and he did the Grammy Awards. Hosted he, the Grammys. He hosted the Grammy Awards. And he was just easy to work with. Super easy, super nice, super super cool and chill. Anyway, I was flying back from... Uh, Pittsburgh to Los Angeles to see my mom and dad and there was a layover in Charlotte so I was in Charlotte um, I was sitting in these rocking chairs waiting for my uh, flight to be called and here comes an entourage it's a super long hallway and we're all going to Los Angeles and um, there's an entourage walking by and here's a rapper and I couldn't tell who it was until he got closer and I could tell okay it's Ice Cube and he didn't want to be bothered with anybody. He had people around him, surrounding him. He just wanted to get to his airplane. So he just you know, kept on moving. People tried to stop him. Nope, didn't stop. All right, here comes another guy. 
and there are like people like walking up to him and you know taking snapshots and then there's some noise some buzz it's ll cool j and he's stopping and taking pictures with people who are working in the area at, at the airport you know so there was a, a maintenance guy there went up and asked for a picture and he's like yeah absolutely bro wow. i'll take a picture with you there are some people that were working people that were just you know stand looking by or you know standing there he took pictures he said hi he waved just the happiest guy in the world Inter- wow. you know so like, it's like opposites. night and day exactly and i know i don't know if i had told you that story i remember going back to cbs yeah. and telling people man guess who i saw oh yeah. you, the guy's for real yeah i love that well, I just like their story because they met super young. They both grew up in the same neighborhood, I think, in Queens, in New York, or one of either Queens or the Bronx. I think it was Queens. They didn't have money. It was definitely not a good area. He started to come up in fame a little bit because of his rapping. He met Simone when she was still in high school, and they did start dating. They had kids but didn't get married yet. And it wasn't love it, you know, forever. They were together. They had some kids, but then they actually broke up. They did. They did. Because he was very busy. He, he was, was touring. Really busy. He, he was, was recording. Were... And he was very dedicated to his music first. Yes. And, but, and they were also super young in their early, early 20s, maybe even 19 when she had her first child. And her grandmother said something quite prolific. And she said, let him go so that he can come back the right way. Or something to that effect. That's yep. not the exact that was it. quote. Yeah. But let him go to, out there and do what he needs to do to get it done. And, and then, then he he'll will come, come back. back. And sure enough, even though they broke up for a few years and each dated other people, they came back together, got married, had two more children, and really learned to work through it. But it was hard for Simone. I mean, can you imagine? They're young. They yeah. were young, and your husband is famous rapper. Famous rapper. You know, he's handsome and women are throwing themselves all over him. But LL Cool J, whose real name is Todd, you know, he explained that he had to go out and do what he had to do for himself and his career to support his family in order to be fulfilled enough to feel good. And Simone let him do that. And because of that, he provided an amazing life. And they worked really hard together. And I gathered from that story, too, that their relationship is very tight. Yeah. And it's been tight for a long time. Yeah. But there's certainly, it wasn't always easy. There were definitely bumps in the road, man. Bumps in the road. Absolutely. When you talk about bumps in the road, it makes me think of the other one I read, Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. I didn't read that one yet. What did they have to say? Uh, Well, they, this was interesting because, you know, they're both great actors and they have money you would think oh they're two actors they've been in tons of films and movies tv they gave all of their money to bernie madoff no way lost everything they had in bernie madoff ponzi scheme oh i didn't know that yeah wow so lost it all lost it all so of course i'm sure they still had in their apartment in new york and some assets but they had to rebuild all their money. Thank God they're still young and able and attractive and can work and people like to work with them, but they lost it all and had to rebuild and they didn't blame each other. And they didn't, you know, it's that famous quote, what, what doesn't tear you apart makes you stronger. Like we've always said with the Eden situation with our, you know, when her being sick in many cases that can tear couples apart, but we were able to work through it and it made us stronger. You know, something big like that happens in life. There's two ways. You can either tear each other apart and blame each other and 
break up or you pull together and say, okay, this is a bump in the road, but we're going to, we're going to work through it, work through it together. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. That's awful. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of couples, I think all couples have bumps in the road Of course, and right. you have to decide like, how are we going to get through this? Are we going to work together as a team? Or are we going to blame each other? And the blame game is awful. Right. You don't want to do no, that. No, you're going down bad roads. If you start blaming your significant other for things, um, deficiencies or loss or problems. Right. Well, that's something else that's interesting to me. Back to Neil Patrick Harris and David Burka. I think they were talking about their romantic life and their love life and how, you know, you're going to change. Your partner's going to change, especially when you're together for a long time. What you find attractive about one another might change. People might, their their looks might change, but you have to find something real that you're always going to find attractive, whether it's in their soul. It's not just you know, what they're doing at the moment. You have to make sure that you always connect. And sometimes that connection changes, but it's working to keep keep that connection, keep that attractiveness, not a superficial attractiveness I'm talking about, but an in, inside quality attractiveness. Mm-hmm. And that might can evolve over time or change, but your connection has to keep going. I hope you always have that with me because we came across of a picture <laughs> of myself this past weekend. We cleaned a room out. We found a picture of when Elijah was a baby. Uh, someone came over and took pictures of us. And in that, there's a couple of pictures of me holding him with you. And I look like Shrek. <laughs> what happened? That was like, what, 2006, 2007? Yeah, no, in 2007. Holy so crap. I guess I didn't take care of myself for a while. But thanks for not, you right. know. Uh, bailing on me of course not i love Holy you so much crap. i didn't see it but you what do didn't look a lot i eat? better now <laughs> oh my god um even with the gray hair yeah well and that's something else i also read rob and michelle reiner what did they have to say here's a quote from rob reiner that i loved love means never having to say you're sorry bullshit love is always having to say you're sorry if you are yeah, you know what? Real men apologize. Yeah, so real, real people women. and women real too. Real people, just in general. Yeah, you gotta apologize. You gotta own it. Didn't I, I have that up. friend once who I'm no longer friends with? Remember? Tell me. Her name starts with a J. Yeah. And she worked at the music center. I hired her, and she one oh, time said she never apologized. I never apologize. I just remember being blown away with that. That was towards the who end of our friendship. Who does not apologize? Yeah, you know just, who does that? Yeah. A person who's insecure. Yeah. Yeah. And not sure of themselves. I liked John Legazamo and his wife, Justine. Okay. And he had, uh, I got a little bit different out of his story, but they also, the trust factor, which goes back to LL Cool J's story, because he's on the road. John was on the road doing comedy. He's, you know, he's been in a bunch of movies. He's a comic. So he's on the road and Justine, his wife, is at home taking care of the kids, taking care of the house. Trust is a big issue with people. You got to trust your significant other when they go outside every day, male or female, right? It's it's hard. Sure, especially if your spouse travels a lot or you know just works a lot. Yeah, I and I if, know if I have. If you're famous, if you're famous, or even not and, famous, well, I get jealous. I try not to. I don't still, get it. to this day, right? Did you see my picture of Shrek? No, <laughs> but you're right. You have to let go of that jealousy and really trust Kira Sedgwick and. Um, 
Kevin Bacon talk about that too. And Kevin actually says he's the one that's more jealous. Wow. So that is true. I think sometimes you're just born a little bit more jealous. I think I was always just a little bit jealous, born with that, but you have to really learn to trust. So you're right. Well, I also like that John story with his wife, Justine, because they talked about how for the first time in his life, he was heard. She heard him and she listened to him. When they first started dating, she's Jewish. Okay. He's Hispanic, obviously. Huge family. Lived in New York. Um, they first started dating, uh, I think, in, in their 20s. And he invited her to go see a movie. At, you know, So he, John always gets to his places early. If he's doing his stand-up routine, if he's uh, on set for a movie, early. Like 45 minutes to an hour early. So he went to go see this movie. He was easily there 45 minutes early waiting for her to show up. She showed up 20 minutes late. And this is only on their second date. She showed up 20 minutes late. The movie already started. He teed off on her, went off, and not belligerent, but just could not believe you would show up late to our date. And now we're missed the movie. I really wanted to see this movie and just went off. She starts crying and she was listening. And he wasn't, he, he was said, and she, they both said, he wasn't mean. He was just trying to get the point across of you've got to be on time. Okay. Be on time for me and don't be late. But she heard him. She listened to him. And he was like, you know what she could have said to me? You're an asshole. I hate you. I'll never see you again. But she didn't do that. She listened to him and said, you know what? I'm going to get better about being on time. I'm sorry. And she yeah. apologized as well. And that meant okay. a lot to John. Being heard is important because as long as you're trying to change for one another and you understand that, oh, this is going to piss that other person off or it's going to irritate him or he asked me not to do this anymore. Don't do it. Don't do it. Learn. And both parties can learn. It's meeting in the middle. It's communicating and taking that and putting it in your head and saying, okay, I am really going to listen because you're right. It really is about being heard because that's how you show love. It's not about buying gifts or, you know, doing great acts of hugeness it's really the little things that matter and it's sometimes just hearing your partner and going oh i know they hate it when i don't put the lid back on the toothpaste i'm gonna or make how about it. closing the door when i pee right or right. I, the I quit doing that <laughs> no, i quit that doing that one. but you know just those little things hey do you mind you know hanging this back up the towel when after whatever it might be in whatever household but just those little things when your partner oh. says this frustrates me what do i not like when you show up late. Yeah. And I don't like to but be I, late to people's parties. Right, I, I don't like to be late for dinner. But for, I don't do anything. that as much anymore. No, you've gotten better. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate but, yeah, that. that. I do really not important. like that. That drove late my dad people. crazy about and my mom too. I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. I don't know why this, some people just can't my show mom's up not on late time. anymore though either. That's good. You know what? Too. I think it's a lack of respect the showing lateness, up late. Sure. But for anything. It doesn't matter for what it is. But in some cultures, like the Persian culture, no, people actually like, you don't show up an hour. It's not. That's actually in their culture. It's those little things that show your spouse or your partner that you're listening to them and working on it so that it doesn't cause a big fight and you don't continue to get on their nerves. And you can do it. You can pick up your socks off the floor and put them in the, you know, laundry. You don't have to clean up your shit. You can make your bed every morning, whatever it might be. You can make, you don't have to cause these fights and irritations and continue to get irritated or... Maybe you can just learn to accept your spouse 
for the way they are. <laughs> it's like some things are not worth getting upset about. Yeah, it's you definitely like, have to let some things slide right. and bring it up later or maybe down the road. I'm good for that too. If something's bothering me, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll, it's not that important right now. But right. I'm going to document it. I'm not going to harbor it. I'm not going to come back and attack you. Like, well, three weeks ago, you blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do that. As long as we're talking about learning from our spouses or learning how to respect our spouses and not fight about the small things. I think it's also important to let each other be who we are and who they are, which brings me back to something else which really resonated. I guess a lot resonated from this Michelle and Rob Reiner story. Another thing that Rob said, while accommodation is a good thing in a marriage, sometimes the best thing you can do for your spouse is give them the freedom to be themselves. You get a lot of strength from someone letting you be who you are. You have to accept the person, and if you can, just the fact, just that fact makes the other person feel better. That okay. resonated with me because... I'm thinking that through. You have made me feel really secure always. Always, always. And you're, Were you not always secure? I don't think so. For sure not. Uh, you know, trying to grow up, I was definitely insecure, and I've worked on it and on myself, but you didn't ever understand that you've always been very secure with who you are. And that's something I always thought was amazing. And you always gave me the security to be who I am. If I gas in the middle of the night, if I make a noise, or if I stumble and fall, if I'm a little, a little clumsy. whatever, a little clumsy, you've never made me feel bad for that. You've accepted me for who I am from the second I met you. Even if I wanted to come off as this, ooh, you know, princess princess demure lady i'm yeah. not always of course and you've made me feel so wonderful about that and you've always pushed me to be the best that i can be and to do whatever i want and never made me feel like i can't ever succeed and i appreciate that about you you know and those are the things that still attract me to you all those things the <laughs> whole <love>. package <laughs> anything and everything you do ah except you. not cleaning up your closet Oh, I tried to do that. You did a great job. This yeah, yeah. Thank you're you. doing better. But I, I hear what you're saying, and I accept you for who you are. Yeah, not trying to change your spouse. Nope. Yeah. Back to that whole story we told about you and football and sports and or whatever it might be. There might be some people that get irritated. Oh, it's a Sunday, and he's never available for me on Sundays. I and hear I have it all the, the time with our friends. And I right? never once ever, even when the kids were babies, would I ever have said that. I knew going into this. 20 years ago that Sundays were sacred days and you like to watch your football. And I never once messed with that. I never, never once complained. I appreciate and it. And I still don't. And I think you that's don't. who you are. What I, why would I change that about you? That's yeah. an amazing thing. I love that you know so much about sports. I love that you know so much about music. Why would I take that away from you? Thank you. I appreciate it. And that is something that I learned from my mom, actually, in my parents' marriage. My mom never tried to change my dad about his music. That was who he was. That was in his soul. That's what he loved to that do. That was his passion. And even if that meant not going on vacation as much and whatever, because he wanted to sit in his studio and make music and record it, she appreciated that about him. Okay. Very cool. What about you? What that's, do you think? That's really, I, I think that's, you have to let people, like you said, if they love something, their passion, you shouldn't shut it off. Or the, not even just their passion, just who they are. Just who they are. Just be, yeah, just in general, let people be who they are. You're not going to change everybody. For what did any you learn reason. in your parents' marriage? You know what? They, I never saw them fight in front of us. If they had an issue, I don't even remember them arguing. 
they never cursed to each other in front of each other. Um, unless, you know, one of us did something. I hid in the fireplace once when I was a kid and my mom couldn't find me and she was freaking out. I got a pretty bad, uh, pretty bad spanking after that. But that's the first time I heard her swear. Huh? Yeah. But they always, if they had an argument or a disagreement about something, they did it upstairs in their bedroom. Huh? But which Very different I liked. From I d- parents, different yes. from what, yeah. And different from what we, we do. If we have an issue with our kids, yeah. we kind of lay it out Maybe in front of them. Learn or, from both, meet somewhere in the med- middle. So yeah. kids can know it's okay to communicate and be upset, but then work through it. I really appreciated how they respected each other. They really respected each other. My mom, for the most part, ran the household. But she gave in to your dad a lot. No, she did. My dad, when my dad said something, I forget what she said. She said, when your father says, nope, that's it. We're doing it this way. Then she backs down. But for the most part, she was running the household. They did respect each other. They respected. They were respectful. It's give and take. She knew if it wasn't worth making a big deal about. Just Just leave it go. Absolutely. Sometimes that's a thing. She could read him and she knew him. Just like listening to each other and trying to change the things that you can ch- fix that might bother your spouse. It's also about picking and choosing your battles. People say that with their kids, but you can also take that into your marriage. You yeah, know, absolutely. People say that about raising kids because especially when the kids are young and ugh, he doesn't want to put on his shoes and it's time to go. And well, but he also doesn't want to eat this. Like what's more important? Probably having him put on his shoes. So maybe... That's the battle you have to pick with your kid. But if he doesn't want to eat the broccoli today, oh, yeah. he'll learn to eat vegetables another day. You know, pick and choose your battles. Same with your spouse. Is it really that important to hone in on this one thing and harper on it? Maybe not. Maybe just, it's okay. But if it is something that's really, truly important to you, then you can pick that battle to explain like this does mean something. You don't have to battle about everything. I, I've seen that with spouses when they bicker or even friends. It's like, is that really... That's something you should make a big deal about. Maybe just let that one go. It's really not that important. Nothing more uncomfortable than going out to dinner or going over someone's house and the couple you're with get into a fight in front of you. (laughs) Very uncomfortable. True. Yeah. That might happen sometimes, but you know. Anyways, is there anything else you wanted to add about the stories that you've read from Phil and Marlo's book? I learn a lot about Phil and Marlo through this book. Because they always bring their stories into whenever they're sitting down with a couple discussing marriage, it's they always bring up their own stories. And I got to be honest with you, I kind of forgot about Phil Donahue until this book. We started, you know, going through this yeah, book well, the last in his couple 80s, weeks. Right? I totally forgot about him. He hasn't been on TV. Yeah, he hasn't. Marlo decades. Thomas has been on the NBC, I think, morning show. Oh, she has. Off and on. So I see her. Um, occasionally and she still works with St. Jude's St. Jude. Yeah. yeah. So we see her doing that, but you know, it's good to hear about Phil's been around forever. Yeah. And if you never saw him on TV with his talk show, you forget how powerful he was. Right. He was pretty powerful in, in the afternoon, you know? And I also liked how they bring their stories into these stories. Right. And he was totally against, I forget what story I was reading, but Marlo brought up the fact about uh, couples therapy. She wanted to go and he did not want to go. And they got in a big fight outside the therapist's office. Oh, and in really? fact, the therapist actually said, I don't know, Marlo, I don't think you guys are going to make it because he stormed out. Because oh, wow. he felt like 
they were ganging up on him. It was two against one. He's like, I'm Phil Donahue. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm, I asked the questions. Oh, no wow. one asks me questions. And he stormed out. They went home and they had a long discussion. So years later, they saw the therapist and he's like, I still can't believe you guys are still together. Are you guys really happy? And he's like, yeah, we love each other. Yeah. We're totally happy. Well, it's, it is really interesting to see what you can take away from each of these couples' stories. We have definitely more to read. But I think, and I think every one of these stories, everybody has something to offer. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, I just took the words. No, out it's of your okay. Mouth. That's perfect. Okay. Different themes and different words resonate with different people. So I think it is important if you can share this book with your spouse, and you read some, and the other reads some. Maybe you don't even need to discuss it, but maybe you do, and maybe that's the line right now that you guys are sharing. There's not a show right now on that you can both sit through and watch because you know, different things are happening. But as long as you have something in common, and maybe this can help start that discussion again, or can be an aha moment in your head or your oh, partner's point. head. There's different aha moments for me, or just like, yeah, that that's true. Even if it does that much for you, even if you never talk about it together, but you're both reading the same book, or maybe you do talk about it. I just love that there's there's stories that we can all relate to in this book, whether or not their lives are nothing like ours because these are mostly famous celebrities and we obviously don't have the fame and fortune and wealth that they do, but they bring it to just the common thread of love, communication, marriage, trust that anybody can resonate with. Well put, my love. Oh, thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time or we'll talk to you next time. Talk soon. Okay, bye.